0: Hey, security peeps, it is Renee Small here with another edition of the Breaking into Cybersecurity podcast series. I am here again with Dr. Dan Schaefer. Say hi to everyone, Dan. Hi, everyone. So, Dan, we are bringing you back again on Mondays to chat with us about our current situation dealing with COVID-19 and how we all have been, most of us are stressed out and we're trying to figure out how to deal with that. So talk to us about performance in this type of an environment um, and some of the tips that you give to your clients.
1: Um, Assuming that uh, there were people who were here last week and there were a lot of people here last week, uh, I I don't want to assume that anybody has missed this. So I think we're going to start out every Monday with a, a brief refresher on a couple of things. What to look for, tips that can help you manage your mind game, control your stress. Because at the end of the day, before you can help anybody, whether it's your clients or your team remotely or wherever you're managing them from, uh, it, it's you, it's about, it starts out with your A game. Um, I, you know, I work with professional athletes. Some of you know that. And I say you, you everybody has to be sure they bring their A game to the field, but also in a senior positions, managing other people, managing what's going on with them and understanding what they're going through and what they're experiencing. I think that puts you in a different position to uh, to get the kind of results you want in this environment. So what I want to do is take you through some of the things that people are dealing with on a regular basis. Uh, first of all, stress is, uh, uh, stress is individual. Everybody responds to this stressful situation differently. But some of the things that they talk about are you know, primary signs, increased heartbeat, uh, jittery arms and hands, cold chills, tightened muscles, rapid breathing. And it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens with some people. Secondary physical signs really are things like headaches, insomnia, uh, stomach disorders, chest tension. uh, Psychological, people are on edge. They're guilty. They're dealing with depression. They worry. I'll give you a strategy for worry in just a minute. Uh, It's fear, boredom, and anger. And what happens is frequently when people are not in control of the situation they're in, uh, they become angry because they're not they can't control what they could normally control before mm-hmm. and the other thing is everybody has to stay in in the present but there are some strategies that are very very helpful in getting yourself out of the present into someplace else is more pleasurable now you can do that quickly or you can do that uh, more slowly but I always go for quick people want to be able to go from where they are, to a relaxed place, and just to de de-whatever de- uh, the word is, just <laughs> to move out of what's going on to change the situation. So uh, what I'd like to do is give you some strategies initially to start to think about. Uh, think about personally, how is all of this impacting on you personally? How is it impacting you on your performance uh One of the issues that we look at on a regular basis is that uh, uh, stress uh, from a a trauma, which this is a traumatic situation. If anybody wondered ever what a black swan was, this is a black swan. Um, But things we look at are things like errors, omissions, accidents, lapses in judgment, poor customer relations, negative attitudes, poor performance. Reduction in creativity, bad decision making, lack of concentration, uh, low self esteem. So, you know, all of these things uh, take somebody from who is normally working at 100% down really a couple of notches. Mm-hmm. And so, if I come back to athletes, for example, I'd say, What do you need to have happen? They said, I need to increase my concentration. Uh, I said, Well, what gets in the way of your concentration? They said, Well, I get distracted. I said, "What distracts you?" And they ultimately say, "What talks to What the way they talk to themselves?" And that's critical here today. How do we? How do we put yourself? How do you, I help you put yourself in a position, or how do you help your staff to put themselves in a position where they don't let themselves beat themselves up? So negative self-talk is contaminating. It contaminates performance on a regular basis. And so there are ways to control negative self-talk. First thing you have to do is you start to hear it. What do you hear yourself saying to yourself when you're overhearing yourself talking to yourself? Is it positive or is it negative? If it's negative, you have the choice. Do we keep listening to it, listening to it, listening to it, as most people do? Or do you want to shut it off? And it's a very interesting way to shut it off. Just try this now. Push your tongue up onto the roof of your mouth. When your tongue is on the roof of your mouth, you can't think of anything. Now, people laugh at that. They think it's funny, but at the end of the day, and they might say, why does that work? Well, frankly, I don't care why it works. I only care that it does work. And so people use this on a regular basis when they're going into situations. Uh, I'll talk to, come back to sports. I'll talk to a hockey goaltender and say, to, tell, tell me what's it like when you're performing your best. He says, well, when I perform at my best I don't hear any crowds. The puck is the size of a dinner plate, and the game moves very slowly. Anytime one of those three things change, I know I'm losing my concentration. And I say, okay, so when you're losing your concentration, what do you do? They said, I hope that it comes back. I said, well, hope is not a strategy. Renee and I have been talking about that for a long time. So what they'll do is they'll put their tongue on the roof of their mouth, and they'll stop all the focus and concentration and focus it right down on what they're doing.
0: So, Dan, how long do you need to have your
1: tongue on the roof of your mouth? Well, very quickly to stop it, but you may have to put it on numerous times a day. Okay. Whenever you hear the tape playing, the choice is always, do I want to listen to this stuff or do I want to shut it off? Now, if you were in a car and you're driving on a long trip and you put it on, put it on a station, and the worst music you could ever imagine came on a radio, you'd shut it off in a minute. Yeah. Or change the channel well, I'm going to show you a way to shut it off, which is this, but I'll also show you a way to change the channel today.
0: Right.
1: Now, this is, uh, this is like a form of telehypnosis, giving people a way to manage their stress. And who uses it? I've used this with NFL quarterbacks before every game they played. guy would be sitting in his car in Miami, and I'll talk to him from wherever I am. So it doesn't make any difference where you are. Uh, it just makes a difference what you want to have happen, and
0: yeah. that's how
1: we put this together.
0: Um, Paul says, "What if I don't want to stop thinking about stopping to stopping thinking?"
1: What if he doesn't want to
0: stop reading about st- stop thinking about stop thinking?
1: Then continue thinking. You know, uh, if you don't want to stop, what's going on? But the fact is is the one of the other things is to identify where your distractions are. What distracts you? If thinking in a in a particular manner is important to you under a particular situation, the biggest issue is what distracts you? Where can you find your distractions?
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the that's definitely one of the big ones, you know, and especially now, like I can goodness give you a zillion things that distract me. Um, you know the first ones popping into my mind are kids especially when they're little and they're making a bunch of noise and they're bouncing off the walls and you know you're in a situation now where nobody can get out or you can to an extent but I think people's lives are kind of upended so the one the, the folks who were remote like me are used to having a quiet space to work, and the folks that went to work probably had a quiet place to work too. You know, especially if they have um, small kids at home. But in any event, the distractions are just all around, um, much more often than usual. And then you know, everyone's schedules are all turned around, and you're trying to manage getting them in the online classes and them somewhat paying attention to that while you try to squeeze in a couple minutes of work so
1: i i i completely agree that it's a challenge i have five kids and i just said to one of my sons last night i said i'm so happy that this didn't happen when you had no tablets to go to no phones to go to no no just unbelievable but again how do you how do you deal with that how do you stay in the moment? How do you move things out of the way that distract you? And my biggest question, particularly working with businesses and individuals is what does it cost you not to focus? I mean, we talk about things that are invisible uh, with traumatic loss. after the world trade center, you know, uh, lapses in judgment, the people who, just can't focus on dealing with a client effectively. Uh, some people can, but it's important to know when you're not. So it's helping people with some strategies to be very effective. That's what this is about.
0: Yeah. So Paul wants to know, how can we adopt a growth mindset during this quarantine?
1: A gross mindset? Growth. A growth? Yep. Gr- growth? Mm-hmm. Well, every, everybody I work with, Paul, is in, today is in 2025 working backwards. Uh, where do you want to be? What does 2025 look like to you? And I look backwards to better now to anything that could possibly foul that up. Because what happens is that starts to play in your conscious mind. See, we're, we're talking today to a lot of really, really smart people who rely on their cognitive ability to look, listen, learn, analyze, synthesize, accept, reject, do all those things, where the real value of taking something from sports and bringing it into business is that your subconscious mind must act out every thought, image, or idea you put into it. And it will do that relentlessly, Even, uh, even under difficult circumstances. So the question is you identify what it is that you want to accomplish we get that into your subconscious mind very quickly, and your subconscious mind starts to act on it. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I could give you an example right now of how to do this. Now, let's let's just talk about distractions. I don't know, Paul, if you were on our call last week, but if everybody listening just sits up in their chair and starts to move their right foot clockwise, round and round, round and round, round and round, and while your right foot is while the right foot is going clockwise with your right hand draw a big number six in the air. And what you see is that your foot goes backwards. You gotta put you gotta do the big six, Renee. It goes backwards. So that's that's how this all plays out. So you can't afford one second of distraction, particularly uh, with the level of intensity that you folks are dealing with on a regular basis. Uh, because, you know, you can't let up for a second. So distraction can be very, very costly.
0: And specifically, you know, this, this, um, the folks that I interact with the most are cybersecurity professionals. And Dan, you've worked with a number of us and a number of cybersecurity um, executives as well. And you know how stressful this time is. Um, Additionally, because so many more people are remote, there's so much more computer access, there's so much, you know, you think about last week, um, uh, a videographer, Mario, was on talking about Zoom. And Zoom is one of the platforms everyone's using, children, all this stuff, and it's getting totally, you know, compromised. From a technology perspective, so you think about like the cybersecurity professionals who are already super stressed out in their in their roles. Now throwing distractions. Now you know you're even the stress is even heightened even more right now um, right. in this environment.
1: So and so, question comes back to, I find it helpful if people kind of silo the stresses that they have. Uh, is an external stress that comes into you from outside. It has nothing to do with your job. It has nothing to do with, I mean, just going to the store to try to buy toilet paper. I mean, that can be stressful today. But Very still, it, identifying identifying that the workplace. You look over your workplace stresses and list the things that stressful or that are stressful to you in your workplace that you can expect to be there every single day because the people who are trying to compromise your systems really don't go away. And personal ones. So what do you bring into the workplace that doesn't belong there? What do you bring into from the workplace home that doesn't belong home? Can you separate those things? And in, in some cases, some, some cybersecurity people I've spoken to that you're on all the time. You're never not on. So it's how to get, snippets of time where you can relax and get yourself out of the situations that you're in uh, just for a couple of minutes so that you can refresh. But I'll, I'll show you how to do that. Uh, if everybody just sits up in their chair with their feet flat on the floor, with um, their hands on their thighs and just uh Take a deep breath and close your eyes. Take another deep breath and let it out. And now in whatever way you want, imagine, think about a picture of number five. And as that five changes into a four, you have the choice of double or triple a relaxation. Completely up to you. Now this, if you did it last week with us, uh, you're going to find it happens much faster than it did the first time we did it. But you imagine a number five, and as that five changes into a four, and any way you want it to change, you uh, double and triple the relaxation. Uh, when a four changes into a three, you double and triple it again. When a three changes to a two, double and triple it again. And why does this work so well? Because your subconscious mind wants you to be able to get this relaxation. So, it's responding by helping you do this, and it will do it going forward. Watch the three change into a two, double and triple it again. Let the two change into a one, double and triple it once more. And then scan your body for any place that's totally holding any stress attention. And uh, tie some strings around those places and tie the strings to the one. And in a moment, that one's going to float away off into the distance, taking with it any stress attention that you have in your body. So now you just imagine you're standing in front of an elevator. Push the button, the elevator door opens, there's a chair in there. The elevator is decorated exactly the way you want because this is your elevator. And it's going to take you deeper and deeper and deeper into this level of relaxation you want. But it's going to do it quickly. So you sit down in your chair, you push the button, door closes, number 10 appears on the door. And you feel the car starting to move down. Ten, ten changes into a nine, nine goes into a eight, and a seven, then a six, then a five, then a four. You might even be surprised to notice right now how much you know that you didn't know about the ability to relax your body. Watch the, the four change into a three, three to a two, two to a one, now you're on the first floor, the door opens and you're on a path toward the beach. This can be any beach that you want. It's a beach you're familiar with, a beach you'd like to go to. Uh, I had a friend of mine who was uh, uh, locked out on the terrace, and he took himself from Chicago to the beach in Oahu when he was a, uh, when he was a naval commander. So you're able to do that. But suddenly, as you look down toward the w- ocean, see the waves coming up on the ocean, on the beach, and you decide to walk down this path toward the beach. And this path can be as long as you want it. It can be as short as you want it, but today it'll be a short path. You go down, step down in the sand. You might feel the sand on your feet. You walk across the sand to where the water is. You look down in a wet sand and you see a number five scratched in the sand. You look up the beach and pretty close by, you see a four, three, two, and a one. As you're watching the number four, a little wave comes up and crosses The five and the five disappears and you find your relaxation surprisingly increasing, doubling, maybe even tripling. You walk up to number four, a little wave comes up and crosses the four. Same thing happens. Double, triple relaxation. You walk up to the three, a wave takes the three away, wave takes the two away, wave takes the one away. And now you notice that you're calm and relaxed and comfortable in a place that you would love to be and that You can imagine being there. So that's the opening of this. So what you do is you turn around and you start to walk back the way you came. There are a lot of other things we can do with this based on what you need to have happen. But right now, just start to walk back up the path again. When you get to where the path is, you walk up the path to the elevator, step into the elevator, the door opens, you sit down, push number 10, the door closes, the car starts to move up and you start to feel energy coming back into your body may start at the soles of your feet may start at the top of your head and work down but nonetheless you realize that you have a way initially a way to start to control your mind game and control your stress so you see the numbers change on a door two three four five six seven eight nine ten the door opens and you step outside feeling good wonderful wide awake in every way Now, what I'd like you to do right now is just put your thumb and your index finger together. And if you press your thumb and your index finger together as if it's a dimmer switch, um, you start to find yourself relaxing in your shoulders and your neck. This, because it's guided by your subconscious mind, because it's firmly implanted there, uh, will work for the rest of your life. So at any time, you need to relax yourself. You put your thumb and index finger together, and you'll start to feel how effective your mind is helping you to control your body. So I have professional ice skaters that do this. I have people go into serious business negotiations that do this. And it's, it's a way to control yourself, control your stress, be more productive, and nobody even knows you're doing it.
0: So, Dan, when you're working with... and thank you for this exercise. I was just chatting with people online, letting them know that this is, after we're done, if you came in in the middle of it, definitely replay from the beginning, from about the 10 10 minute mark, um, because you're walking us through these exercises that you walk through your professional athlete clients, your executive, um, corporate executive clients, and the folks that you work with one on one to go into high, highly stressful, typically highly stressful situations. Right. Um, a couple questions here. So, or Ronald Robinson says, clearing out the mind, all thought of someone outside of yourself is stopping you, helps you think better. So, um, Ronald wants to know Does your environment help you think better? A
1: specific environment. The, that's every one of these questions, Ronald. Is an in, individual. Mm. It's uh, what works for you. I'm not talking about anybody else, not your team, nobody else, just you. Because I, you know, I, as I said, I start out with every athlete that it's his responsibility to bring his a game to the field. And so you need to look at your environment and say what distracts you. Everybody on this call will be surprised to notice that as the day, the week goes on, they'll begin to notice more and more and more the things that distract them. And the question is, is you either let yourself stay distracted or constantly bring yourself back into where you are. There's another strategy that my athletes use. It's that once again, why it works, I have no idea, but focus on something that's directly in front of you on your desk as if your eyes were laser vision. And without moving your eyeballs become aware of what you see out of your left peripheral vision. Whatever that is, now become aware of something out of your right peripheral vision, both times not moving your eyeball. And then get all those three things together. What's in your left peripheral vision, what's in your right peripheral vision, what's directly in front of you. And when you have all those three things together, try to think of something. (laughs) You can't think of anything. So anytime you need to concentrate, and you will begin to, you'll notice more and more how that how important this something is to you all you need to do is just expand your peripheral vision focus on something in front of you become aware of something on the right and the left and your mind shuts down and you focus right in front of you so it's the ability to control this that's my goal my goal. He said to me he said I, I used to hope that it would come back i said hope doesn't even enter into this you just move your peripheral vision out and you're right back in again
0: Uh, Chris Cochran, my buddy Chris, says, what is the minimal amount of exercise that can be done in the morning to improve cognitive ability for the day?
1: I don't have an answer for that. I I think that it's, once again, individual. Uh, My point is is that if somebody leaves their home and they're going into a high-stress situation, uh, particularly cybersecurity, and the people that I've worked with before have told me the same thing, you never know what's going to come. You can't anticipate. You always have to be ready. You know, it's like uh, it's like martial arts. It's like waiting waiting for an attack and knowing how you're going to handle it and practicing over and over and over again how to deal with it. This is what this is about. So it becomes very individual. Now, if we were looking at your environment, Chris, uh, then, and you were able to profile the people around you, you could find out very quickly where these stresses are going to come from, because my bet is, having dealt in this field for a while, when the stresses arrive, they're really not all out much of a surprise. You can almost anticipate the people you're going to deal with, and and then that that comes back down to a management strategy. You know, Renee and I have talked a while about about the difference between managing remotely, which is a big challenge if you try to manage traditionally but if you implement a coaching culture as opposed to a management culture you eliminate a tremendous amount of error you do you really are very much more effective in supporting the professional development of the people underneath you and you move forward from there but it's a system that has to be managed and put in and i i've done this with hewlett-packard for years so if anybody is interested in any of these things, feel free to contact me, call me on the other side, we'll see how we can make it work for you. But it's uh, but it's all about the results you wanna get.
0: Dan, I remember you telling me about, so so many people are saying thank you here. Um, thank you for the insight, thank you for the vision. Brill Cornelia says Relax, relaxation is key to maintaining sanity. That's the truth.
1: That's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is the truth. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Dan, we're about at the five. We're about, we have like about five minutes left. So, I want to make sure that you get in whatever it is that you want us to take away this week um, in regards to, you know, I can't even say staying stress free but minimizing the stresses that we have um, during this time, because it seems as though, depending on where, where you are in the country, it could be getting worse. You know, some of the things I saw on the news this morning was that we're hitting the apex, um, you know, depending on, I mean, Dan, Dan's in New York, I'm in the Northern Virginia area, Washington DC Metro. Um, and in, the, in New York, it looks like it could potentially be, plateauing, but we don't know. We don't know. Um and then we're hearing in DC about, you know, it could you know, potentially getting to a peak. So, you know, depending on what hot spot or potential hotspot you're in, the stresses could be getting more and more heightened as the weeks continue. So um any anything else that you want us to oh yeah. Drew we're, asked, there's some more questions I, too. So
1: go ahead.
0: we've asked a question. How can a person practice Lego therapy to get meaning from the most hopeless situations.
1: Um, Yeah. I'm not familiar with Lego therapy.
0: Me either. I don't know
1: what that is. Let me ask ask you a first question. There are people who are looking at their situations and everybody is being told what they need to do, particularly in high level management situations. You need to do this. You need to do that. What they're not being told is how. What we went through before is part of a program that I have where I'll come into a company and buy Zoom and do a Zoom call just like we're doing now and dramatically impact staff, teams, groups of people, whether it's small groups or large groups. I think last week we had 750 people on this call. So it was a great, a great opportunity to get out to people. But – I don't expect managers to do this by themselves. So That's what I do. And so anybody who's at all interested in finding out how it works, how I can help your company, how I can help you individually, give me a call. The other thing that you can do is take a look at my website. There's a lot of information on the website. But right now we're focusing on on this coronavirus impact, the stress it's having. But from the business perspective, it how do you eliminate errors, how do you eliminate people making mistakes. I do a lot with helping people avoid mistakes uh, because I think it's a lot, a lot less expensive to, uh, to buy a mistake uh, than to make it yourself. It's a lot easier to learn from somebody else's mistakes than it is from yourself. And that's really what, and you guys need deep in this in cybersecurity. Cause I know I've dealt with cybersecurity professionals for the last what, six, seven years, Renee.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Are
1: there any Some other questions
0: over the, over the, over the years? Um, no, no more questions right now. So I want to, and we're, we're about 30 at 30 minutes. So Dan, I want to thank you again for coming on for giving us all of these words of wisdom um, insights in, into what you do with your executive clients and with your um uh, he says Victor Frankel drew saying that Lego therapy. I guess we need to look up Victor Frankel. I don't know if you know that person, you know that name.
1: Frankel sounds familiar, but I'm not familiar with Lego therapy.
0: Okay, okay. So um, Dan, like I said so, before, go ahead.
1: So I'm, I'm when people see the PhD, I'm not. I'm not a therapist. I'm a strategist. So okay. I help people with strategy. The implementation is strategy.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so Dan is working with, has worked and continues to work with professional athletes. Like you said, um, you know, professional NFL players and hockey players and student athletes and then across the board. Um, And he's worked a lot with cybersecurity professionals. So we are going to have Dan back on again next Monday. So every Monday around, right around noon Eastern, Nine Pacific. We will have Dan come on and give us more and more tips. So make sure you come back with your questions. And Dan, thank you again. I can't thank you enough for doing this. Thanks, all um, right. And we will see you again next week. Thank you. All right. Have a Bye, great everybody. week, everybody.